Polar bear, sun bears, moon bears, sloth bears, spectacled panda, brown bear, black bear, one thing in common, we love to eat, we've named all eight, now let's repeat. Polar bear, sun bear, moon bear, sloth bear, spectacled panda, brown bear, black bear, what makes a brown bear different from a black? Let's go down the list, share a few more facts. Hello and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet, a Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Caitlin. And I'm a two-shoes Louie now. Today we're talking about a season of three, episodes 11 and 12, and a, a, what are they called, their brothers? Girl Meets Sassy, Halter Top, and Girl Meets Bear. Oh, that's right! And today we're going to find all the things we can know about these episodes and we're going to talk about them so nice, so nice that you won't believe the things that we will define beneath the sun, whether it's out or not during the day or the night okay, or the okay. bear. You took it too far. You took it too far. We went a step too far. You go too far, Maya! <laughs> I want to go home. <laughs> you are home. All right. Oh, no. So, we're testing. We're doing recording in a new hip setup at Caitlin's homestead. I mean, we didn't have to do it this way. We are on the ranch. Here the and, uh, and we're, uh, we're uh, under a time limit because I oh, have to get home at some point. Lucas's sheep friends over yonder. And... Yeah, you know. Okay. So, how would you grade, Caitlin? Okay, are we... Uh, sassy Halter top first. Okay, well, okay. So both of these episodes, uh, I, I know you asked Sassy Halter top first, but yeah. this statement goes for both of them that it's a little hard for me to grade them from where we are right now because I thought they were both fun and interesting episodes and they both had things I liked, but they both kind of felt like season one or like early season two episodes. Oversimplified. And, like, this just, this non-maturing Riley, and I feel like she was actually getting somewhere towards the end of season two, like, as far as growing, growing up. <laughs> yeah, season two growth. Well, it's... it's I a- don't know if she's feeling too much. Because <laughs> literally the whole point of both those episodes is Riley finally growing up, but it's like, she has to regress before she can grow up. I feel like she had already grown, she still needed to grow up, but, like, mm. I feel like season three, is she's, like taken it like i don't know she just took it to the next level riley well no like i don't i don't know exactly what you mean by next level riley <laughs> I gotta it's say. a new theme park <laughs> but like it, it just feels like we we ended season two and then we threw riley back into like maybe a third of the way into season two mm-hmm. um character progression wise it's also that he's supposed to be older now, and he almost seems less mature than he did when he was younger. <laughs> like, yeah, so, <laughs> I wonder how Rowan feels about that, about playing this character that like isn't really maturing. Whereas, think, like, what it is they're holding down on the jokes, you know? Mm. They're holding down on the jokes of the way they are stirring into it. And what that's are the word? What word are you saying? They're what the jokes? They're honing in on the jokes. Honing, honing, you mean? That's what I said. Honing. Okay. You said horning. You said horning multiple times. (laughs) We we haven't recorded. First, I thought he said whoring in on the jokes. (laughs) That too. But I think what they're doing is they are they're sort of compromising the integrity of some of the drama possibilities by when they play up that she's immature as a joke. 
it just kind of becomes canon after a while. Mm. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you mean, messed with me earlier. I'm gonna mess with you during the podcast. So yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. It's, um, no matter, it's still funny. Yeah, but that's why it's like I, I, it wasn't necessarily like an overbat overall a bad experience, but I feel like the grade that I'm leaning towards, I feel like maybe too harsh, but like. I'm going to say that probably for both of them, I kind of feel like they both are, are in the same range. Yeah. I'm not going to give like anything concrete. We never do anyways. <laughs> not lately. <laughs> no, definitely not lately. Mm. I'm kind of in the like high C, low B range yeah. for them because like, it was, you know, they felt like good filler episodes, except then again, they tacked on some things that aren't filler things. Yeah. And I'm like, like with uh, Zay and Maya. Yeah. And we'll talk more. It's a shame because I really like the first half of that. Yeah, mm. and we'll we'll talk more about that um, as yeah. the podcast goes on. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I said, I didn't give a very concrete grade. They're very similar episodes, and I don't know. They gave off a weird vibe for the fact that we're in season three now. Who knows if we're getting a season four yet? Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's not to say like but they were still enjoyable. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I'm like like oh my god like what are you doing with your lives? But I'm just like. Is this where we are with season three? Yeah, it's just a weird... It's an uneven season. Uh, Keith, do you want to go or do you want me to go? I'm going to blow my nose real quick. Oh, okay, so I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of in a similar range with the two episodes, too. I'm, I'm going to save my bear thoughts for later. But okay. um, with Sassy Halter Top, I think it's generally a good episode. And in general, I think these two episodes are two of the better episodes this season. Yeah, they're Part- certainly the best inside of themselves. No one say if they're. I won't think they're the best. I still think Jessica and, and Permanent Record are both better than both. Well, no, of these what, I, what I mean by that is they they hold together in in their own continuity within themselves, as opposed yeah. to in the larger to, context. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as like separate, like sort of semi filler episodes. Uh, I especially I, I think uh, Sassy Halter Top is very solid. The comedy is good. Riley is enjoyable, and I actually like her growth in that episode. I think I like Riley more in Sassy Halter Top than I do in Bear. And I think the topic mm-hmm. is actually interesting and something that I can connect to to a certain degree. I also like the use of Augie in that episode. Um, mm-hmm. But my, I think my biggest issues with that episode are, yes, maybe they did like kind of the best they could with the amount of time they had, but they are... It's one of those weird things where, yes, it's a filler episode, but they're still talking about a pretty big topic. Mm. And yeah. I felt like there was so much more they could have done that, like, especially... The, I mean, one of the main things that I took away was when we have that scene of Maya and Riley on the laptop looking at the screen. Right. And all I could think of was how Rowan and Sabrina, in real life, react to the real-world news. Right. Yeah. And stuff yeah. Like and, and how how much better this episode could have been if it was focused around a real-world event. Right. Pull in actually, one thing. Yeah. I want to ask you guys, actually, and maybe you don't have an answer, but when they were looking at the laptop mm. and maybe you thought they were going to actually bring up a topic, yeah. what was the topic that's current, I assume current events, mm. that came to your mind of that they were going to talk about or look at? Shootings in recent news. Yeah. Um, Maybe the election, but that might be a little yeah, too spe- Trumpish thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Specifically, I had an actual event. I thought of the Paris attacks recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, not- right. That's good too because it's not as um, like it's not so, as hot button for our area as much. So I feel like they could have more easily gotten away with talking about it. Which, and I brought this up when we were watching the episode. 
there's positives and negatives about not saying what they were looking at yeah. because on the one hand it, w- it would give them something concrete to actually talk about yeah. in the episode and see how they would react to it. On the other hand, it makes it kind of timeless. Yeah. But I don't like the timeless thing because later on, especially when, when she's giving her debate speech, right? Uh-huh. She brings up, like, climate change, poverty. All and, topical things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, but, but, but also, I guess, very generic things. Mm. Poverty and hunger. I'm like, you didn't know there was poverty and hunger? Well, here's like, 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 what about the... <laughs> what was the episode, Us versus Them? Oh, uh, the uh, m- money. So they're bringing up that again, kind of. Kind of. There's here's what comes to mind for me is... Do you remember when Mr. Feeney was talking about the Tootsie and the Hutus? Yeah, yeah. And how that's like, okay, that was more topical then, but... You know, it has a timelessness to it, don't yeah. you think? Like, by having this specific and you bring it in, you talk about the weight of this one thing... That's when it kind of falls like a ton of bricks, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I think that there definitely is something to be said to leaving it open-ended, but in the end, they probably should have had one thing... That they latched on yeah. to. Well, it's also, that's a very Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World thing to do, which is to pick yeah. one thing in history or in modern life and connect it to a greater lesson. Yeah. And so it felt lacking in that area. I also, so just generally, even though I yeah, think... Yeah, that also would have made it a good reason for Corey to be even having these debates. Yeah, yeah bringing it up in the first you place. Can leave, you can talk about current events or history in a history yeah. class. It could even be like the anniversary of 9-11. They're supposed to be September, isn't it? So like, yeah. like, you it, know, like it's been September for a while now. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's October at this September. point. I don't know. Yeah, but no, like, I mean, because a topic like, because I brought up the timelessness thing, yeah. so I can argue against myself mm-hmm. that yeah. look. You can see um, the other side. <laughs> makes your argument better to understand both sides. Stop, guys. It's better for life. Stop, guys. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like if they did bring up nine eleven, that kids watching it could still probably connect. You're still yeah. learning about nine eleven. It's still very much a, you know, it, it's just a very big event that people kind of, yeah. you learn about World War II, you, people usually know what you're talking about, you learn about 9-11. Yeah. What would have been great about that particularly is the age group of these characters probably wouldn't remember that. Yeah, wouldn't right? remember, right. yeah. Because, like, I feel like most people our age and older remember where they were yeah. when they heard about 9-11. In fact... They just like I, like, I remember where I was when the Boston Marathon happened. Yeah. Was Rowan born? No. So that's very interesting. So wait, when was Rowan born? She's. Oh, wait. She might have just been born. Because she's. No, no. She just wasn't born. Because she was born in 2000, October 2001. So she right? was born a month later yeah, after 9 yeah. 11. Yeah, so that would have been really interesting that maybe. I don't know. Because it's been like. Do you remember like the first couple of years after 9 11? There was always like the sort of memorial. Yeah. Museum type things and television programs yeah. for like. Mm-hmm. Like, for, like, five years or whatever. I mean, there's still something. No, but not... Look for yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, like, like yeah. I remember when I was in high school and I was in choir on 9-11, we would always go to, ta- um, to Town Square and we would um, have... We would sing uh, different patriotic songs yeah. and um, can there I, would be services. Yeah. So can I take back my grading for a second? One quick, one, one quick thing. <laughs> I, what I want to say is, like, it, like, what would have been great is because those things don't exist anymore and there was sort of a more personal kind of testimonial type of things where they had all that. Yeah. If she came across something like that and they watched a documentary or something in class mm-hmm. and was like, whoa. Yeah. 
Like, I knew about this, but, like, I didn't know about this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, could talk to Corey and Topanga about, like, what was it like, Mom and Dad, when this happened? You were living in New York at the time. Yeah. Right. But, okay, so, but stepping aside from that specific thing for a second. um, So, I guess, generally, again, even though I think the lessons and the message of this episode and the humor of this episode is good, it just was another episode that, as an adult viewer, made me groan a little bit because of how toothless it was. Between mm-hmm. between not bringing up a specific event and be- not admitting that there are gray areas between good and evil and having Riley Riley's bad thing eating a cookie, and yes, I know it's it's feeds yeah. into a larger thing of friendship and whatever, but this is like... The problem is that it bothers me in the context of True Maya... And everything, and all right. the sanitization that this show has had. If the show hadn't had that in previous things, and like, I was like, I brought this up with Nan, and she's like, "Do you really think they're ready for like a drinking episode or something?" I'm like, "No, like they're. I don't necessarily think they're ready for that, but like she could have shoplifted, she could have broken something that wasn't a cookie. Like, in like there are there are half steps." And Maya would not understand that. <laughs> <laughs> that good. That's why she always goes too far. Yeah. <laughs> Eight is not enough, but nine is too many. There's no solution. I love this joke. Also, in second grade, I wrote a poem about how I didn't understand fractions. I will try to find it. I will record myself reading this poem and release it if I find it. Perfect for Instagram. Um, So, okay, so to wrap up, my grade, I think, is around a B minus. Okay. For the first, first one. I'm not talking. We're not grading okay. the second one yet. Oh. She did, but I'm not. We're not. I just, I couldn't help yeah. myself. Trendsetter. <laughs> for me to grade Halter Top, I really was incredibly interested in both of these episodes. I thought they had a very interesting stance on things. I don't think that Halter Top quite got there in the end, but I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So Danny mentions sort of a toothless groan. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with that, but there's so much kind of poetry waiting to happen in it yeah that even though i did feel a little let down i did enjoy what was there so much that i'm probably gonna go b minus mm. with a want to go higher yeah i can understand but, that for sure but, yeah like i said i did feel like i was being harsh but like i don't know what's there yeah, exactly I, I really did like the attitude they started to go through now i do think we've had this discussion before about Good versus evil and the nature of I don't know does if we have exist. on the recording. Okay, I, don't know. I know we've had this conversation many times just in our lives. Yeah. We'll definitely. I don't know if we hit play on the record, yeah. but we've, we've done we've done it in the podcast. Yeah. Um, but we, we, the thing is, we were talking after the last podcast we recorded. Yeah. I brought up that this was the topic, and we kept talking, but it was after we stopped recording. Oh, maybe that's yeah. The case. So. Yeah, the whole idea. We can of, get into that. I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. We can wait to the end of this episode okay. segment, but. I think that's probably where it fell short the most is that saying that there were so clear lines, like you said, no mm-hmm. gray areas, and then taking mm-hmm. a, a definite stance-ish, but even Especially though they that did... Especially no one really... Like, Maya kind of got into that gray area. She yeah. was like, oh, we have an angel and a devil on our side. Well, that's, no, that's the opposite of there being gray area. That's being... Well, no, but the individual has both. But that's the individual I... has on-off. Yeah, well, the that, whole concept of devil. I'm just saying that Maya got closest. Well, to actually, that. I disagree. Mm, I, I actually disagree. think I actually think the closest was when Zay said she's a good person who did a bad thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. that I, I think is the closest you. to so, talking about gray area. But then still, my, I guess my biggest problem is that Corey 
when Koi's speechifying, he really could have just thrown... Like, they didn't have to change the episode that much, yeah. I don't think. Like, Koi could have just mentioned it and mentioned the complexity. And, like, and it's like, I don't... Koi could have stood in the middle. <laughs> visual cue for them. Yeah. yeah, well, so, my point is that... So, about the angel and devil shoulder thing, I disagree entirely about that. I think that is a really antiquated and bad system of... Yeah. I, I think it's a really bad metaphor because to me that's an on-off switch. That's not a gray area. Yeah. And even and the that, Zay thing is still kind of on-off yeah. switchy. And I, I think we can get like in a, ten minutes or whatever. We'll get we'll go around and see like what our definitions of and yeah, yeah. and the concepts. But I, I just think even though they did something that I didn't like with it, yeah, I liked the way they did it. Yeah. So that's why there was art in this episode and I enjoyed yeah. it. And obviously, both of these episodes, the girls were great. Mm-hmm. I really liked mm, I do agree the natural chemistry, as always, but, like, these episodes were great for them. Yeah. And I, I want to say, like, even if I thought the cookie thing was toothless, I still thought it was funny. I especially liked Riley being, like, and it wasn't even that good or whatever. Like, I thought yeah. that was funny. This cookie is only okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I did like the idea of... of by Riley beginning to become wise to the reality of the world, mm. and that so that it is, it well, does it's like Marosha again, but yeah. like in a different way. But but that was her pretending. This is mm. her actually growing, right. and so and she's actually going to grow into yeah. Marosha. And the and that bear Marosha. bear does kind of continue. Like, this is clearly the beginning of, of like a mini side arc yeah. of her growing well, I up. I love the cookie continuing. Yeah, the I cookie mean, continuing yeah. into bear. I thought was great. I, I think one of my other issues with Sassy Haldertop though is that I leave. Sassy Haltertop being like, so what did he learn? How, like, did he just mm. have a sad day and then got reaffirmed in her belief that people are good and then it's... Kind of. Like, it, it's, it's like kind of a... Like, if I didn't know, like, Nan... That's true. Nan she meant, does go back to Tisha's Louie and, like, yeah. everything's okay again. Well, you know, uh, sometimes a two dollars can make a difference. Okay, please stop. Um, because that's the thing, is that, like, if I didn't, hadn't seen Bear and I didn't know that this was a continuing arc... I would have been more upset with this episode and been like, so this was an episode where she got illuminated and then just what happened from that? Yeah. Like, like we don't have a clear takeaway. Like the bad things are still happening in the world, but is mean, Riley going to keep now, seeing them? I have been known to be pessimistic about this show. Yeah. And I, 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 <laughs> I, can, I can totally see that takeaway. Yeah. I am of a particular mind where I might say that on the surface it may look like that. Yeah. But I think at the heart of it, that wasn't quite the case. I think yeah. it's very easy to take that away, and there's definitely elements of that, but there is some season two growth in this season three yeah. episode, <laughs> because even though she does come back, she comes back closer to the yeah. middle, I think. Well, like, I'm not saying that I left it being like, she's back to normal. Right. I more left it with, I want a more... Just she wants like, to sit somewhere a little yeah, bit longer. I want, I want to see yeah. a more specific, actual change. Yeah. Like, I want to know what happened. She needs to yeah. stew in it. And yeah. I, I, yeah, here's the thing, is... Because you compared it to True Maya. Yeah. So, take Boy Meets World, for example. Sean oh, did, I took it. Yeah, Sean did do bad pocket. things, but I'm sp- thinking specifically of Turner's bike. Yeah. Sean never actually uh, messed up Turner's bike. Yeah, yeah. And so, but that episode is still stronger than Maya not actually messing up the park. Yeah. Well, I also... I, I think that a, a very simple change could have been... Like, this is the thing where I feel like... It takes about ten seconds for me to think of something that is very minor and that I feel like would make the episode stronger. And yes, this is just my opinion, but 
if at the beginning of the of the episode Riley was reading a magazine and at the end of the episode she looked at the news again and like yeah. that was clear that she was going to continue basic to look at the and news. simple and yeah, very like, sitcomy but something yeah like something to show a and it, they didn't have to make a big no one has to mention it yeah it needs to be a visual cue of yeah she could have turned on the TV in the living yeah. room or, and like we just hear a news anchor in yeah. the background yeah we could have yeah similar. and now we we're now we're tuning into the seven o'clock news yeah we could have had her watching like you know like. Some some ridiculous reality show in the in the beginning, and at yeah. the end of the episode, she turns on the yeah. news. Like you know, it's, it's and, and again, um, I wonder what how Rowan feels considering like, oh, I'm playing a character that doesn't care about current events and never looks at the news. I mean, but the point of it, the thing that's complicated, should. yeah, the point of yeah. it is that young people should. Yeah, the you character know? is wrong, but the show ne- isn't necessarily. Yeah. Now I want to talk about. Oh, we we're out of the grading, right? Sure. Okay. So I want to talk about the, the general, the general um, message, which I think the strongest message of the episode is at the beginning when Corey's talking about how sometimes you're so into your opinion that you mm-hmm. fail you to can't see. Hear the other yeah, side. you can't yeah. hear the other side, okay. and that understanding the other side also makes your side stronger because then you know what's coming. Right. And I think that that is a both a good point. And it's a lesson that a lot of people need to learn, and it, it resonated with me because I remember, I remember in high school, you were a jerk. I was a jerk. I mean, <laughs> obviously, I mean, as I mentioned, with on the kicking Nan podcast, doors and <laughs> high school kids are terrible. As I mentioned in the uh, Nan podcast, like I was somehow even more opinionated than I am now, and I just I remember having this ridiculous epiphany moment where I was like, where I had a big argument with someone, and I couldn't believe that they were so wrong. Oh right? my you goodness, you could was? not be more wrong. <laughs> I could just spit in your eye. It was something to do with, we were, there was like a big argument or a box club or something, and we were all like disagreeing about what should happen with the robot or whatever. It was something stupid. It was something really, I don't even, I don't so know. So it wasn't I, even current events. I want the wheels on the robot, no, man. But, but that's, not, the current events part is not what's important. The point okay. is that I remember like, pacing in my basement. <laughs> And, and I remember... You how, are a pacer! God, she's so wrong. God, she's so wrong. Why can't you just see? And I just remember, like, having this ridiculous epiphany where I under, finally r- understood her point of view. I didn't agree with her, but I was like, she's not wrong, and I'm not wrong. No one's wrong. And, then I, and, <laughs> and then like, I, picturing Dan just, like, like slowly <laughs> sinking onto his couch in the basement to being like... Huh. And then, uh, and then, just like the My light bulb. God, what have I done? The light bulb going off of this is applies to everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, and you this know, is amazing. And yeah. it seemed like it was going to be about dogma, yeah. but it didn't quite yeah. get there. But it was yeah. an interesting thing to start with. But I still thought I, I personally, I, you know, when we were watching Bear, you said you thought the beginning of Bear was one of the best intros ever. Yeah, I think this is one of the best intros ever because I think this, I think it's a good intro. I actually, well, uh, so I'm not necessarily talking about like, yeah, I thought some of the comedy was good. I thought Smackle was great in this episode. Yeah. Like, Smackle was, really funny. was great. In this yeah. Episode. Um, yeah, definitely. And um, but mostly, I guess, think that this was one of the best episodes for setting up a problem in it a way that made works. sense. Yeah, where Corey's being good teacher, <laughs> where Riley's making mistakes and realize and the setting up there's a problem. She needs yeah. to grow. And Corey, being called out on him. Yeah. Corey <laughs> realizes he's ruined his daughter and needs to fix her. And, well, and Farkle, note. Farkle's legitimately intelligent. Right. Like, I like all this stuff. Lucas never is anymore. <laughs> That's okay. Redcon. But so, <laughs> about, about 
screwing up his daughter. Yeah. I mean, it seems like both of these episodes, in a way, call out how psycho Riley is. Yeah. The thing is, she's still psycho. Yeah. And I don't know how Rowan does it, but <laughs> if it wasn't Rowan, yeah. I would hate Riley. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know how else to put it, because <laughs> the character of Riley is a manipulative, crazy psycho. Mm-hmm. But the way that Rowan portrays her is so likable yeah. that you see the happy-go-lucky as a fun thing. Yeah. And even though you have to call her out every time, you're like, but she's Riley, you know? Um, the one thing that I didn't like was... As Corey yeah. was being a good teacher, he also wasn't being a good teacher because why did it have to be Riley versus the entire class? Yeah, it should like, have been. Why couldn't she have just been, been on that it side? It should have been Scott Pilgrim versus the world. <laughs> I will say, though, that at the end, yeah. when it, you've got the two podiums and it's literally the entire class yeah. and Riley, though it looked a little odd, it was way better than, say, here's Riley, here's. Sparkle Lucas, yeah. Maya Zace saying the entire class's yeah. point of view, and then That's the rest true. of the class is sitting down. <laughs> so I feel like at least they went that far, yeah. though it should have still been half and half, and maybe you had debate captains. Yes. But how good is Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim's pretty great. Scott pretty Pilgrim's great. pretty great. Well, Shall we talk about Augie? Um, I thought you were going to say The Weird Shuffle. The Weird Shuffle. Oh, that, oh, was, just, that was this episode. Just, <laughs> it was an awkward moment. I don't blame him necessarily. It should have been edited better, I think. Um, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. After, uh, after he no, like walks, looks at them reading the news, he just like walks away really awkward. I'm going to clean up the beach right now. <laughs> shuffle, 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 shuffle. So, so, um, I, I want to say, though, that yeah. from the day that I cleaned the beach in middle school, I have a t-shirt that says... Pick a day, save a park, make a difference. That's it. So I, I really liked. I liked that T-shirt a lot. I liked the the Augie thing. It felt relatable. I remember being like him. And I think that the whole thing of uh, Topanga happening to get up at 4 a.m. I thought was good. Mm. And yeah. I actually thought the best thing because I talked I talked about the toothless thing with Riley. I thought the best moment was when Riley said, what is even the point of that? And was being harsh to right. little brother. Because yeah. that's real. That, that, yeah. The character that is going through this, like, ha-ha, I'm evil now. Yeah. As crazy as that sounds. Like, someone who's, like, starting to be like, oh, I can think Teen about... Teen yeah. I can be I can be critical right now. Cynical. Yeah, would yeah. be like that. They'd be yeah. like, what, what... So, like, so you cleaned up what? Like, yeah. a small area? Like, what's the point? There's yeah. trash, like, 20 feet down the beach, and yeah. nothing's being done about it. Yeah. And that's a very real reaction, so yeah. that is very nice. And I thought that the, the starfish thing, while a little... It was still, delivered a little, a little awkwardly, yeah, but I, think, I do like it. I think the idea of it is really positive. Um, I was saying to Nan on the last podcast that, you know, what it reminded me of, like, I, I related to it, what it reminded me of is, I, we had, I recently I had had a big Twitter discussion with somebody about, like, is what we're doing on the podcast worth anything at all? Are we changing the show in any way? I recall. Yeah. <laughs> and, that was a fun day. And, um, you know, just the idea of, you know, in a larger sense, no. But if we can no. change, like, one or two people's thoughts about the messages that are being sent and try yeah. to help them to have more Or at least make people want to question things, yeah. be a little more critical. Yeah. And you know, be If we way- can save just a one wayward soul and a... <laughs> That if someone treats you the way that Farkle treats the girls in Farkle's <laughs> Choice. Yeah. Um, that that's not good. I just quickly do want to put in that the Starfish story, Yeah, I remember that from some other media source. Mm. And I, I'm racking my brain. For the life of me, I cannot remember what. And I wish I could because, like, I have some vague memory of its delivery. And I, I, don't, I don't know why I think it might have been Boy Meets World, but... Mm. 
I, it sounded familiar to me too. Okay. So people know. I do agree. Listen. I, I just there's some other like I know it's a common thing, but like there's a specific delivery of it yeah. that I have somewhere in my brain that I can't quite unlock. Um, a few little comedy things I want to throw out. I really liked um, Smackle's "What the F" moment and her having to have her mouth covered. <laughs> I thought that was really good. I liked Smackle with the dress, not wanting to go up. Oh, that was I great. really like so that. So I'm wearing a skirt today, so I came in the I didn't know it was one. window day. Yeah, I was just, and then like, so everyone left like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going <laughs> yeah, to the Yeah, skirt. Yeah, 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 good. Yeah, that was yeah. really, really nice moment. Cute skirt. <laughs> Cute. I like Hawaii and Lucas. <laughs> what is going on so, with that? That was okay, so no, good. So I think that, the, that this is the episode that like kind of officially confirms that this has to do with her Asperger's. Um, really? Yeah, really? because he talks about like inside, like, inside, inside voice. voice, and like her saying what inside the f. In, yeah, I'm that have, and then her saying what the f, and like not knowing that like, she shouldn't say that. Like, I think that is what they're going for. I don't know how I feel about it. It's still, it's funny, but I don't know if that's okay for it to be funny. I feel like the what the f thing is just like that would just, be that would be any teenager yeah. and a Disney joke. I just felt like um, because it was I right do, after the I, other thing. I, I do get the inside head thoughts or whatever yeah. whatever the phrase was that he yeah. used. Um, I kind of understand that. To me, it's like in that middle space where like. It could be about that, yeah. But yeah. it's enough about like it's just a funny thing that she's always flirting with Lucas, yeah. But I just I just enjoy that interaction, yeah. Also, it's because they're both so awkward in different ways. Yeah. I am gonna point out that Smackle is a flip flopper. <laughs> flip flopper, flip. She is a flip flopper. She used to have a problem with Lucas flirting with her. <laughs> no, no, it was never, it was no, never no. a real problem. Yeah. It was always her no. flirting by saying, "Don't flirt with me." Yeah, yeah. No, no it, Lucas used to be a big flirt. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> also, I guess like hey, man, I, I honestly. Did I tell you about my horses? <laughs> I honestly think that Cece is as good as the other two. Like, I think she's really good. I do want her to get a lot more. I think that she could anchor her own show. She was supposed to get her own show, and I think she could have done that. All right, what else are we talking? Two shoes, Louis. Let's talk about the two shoes, Louis. Oh my well, god! Well, you know, uh, two shoes, Louis. He's a a little nicely dressed to be a homeless man. The cookie song was good too. I do. I, I really liked the cookie song and that weird interaction with Riley and Zay. We don't get to see them together enough. The other issue, or not, like, the conflict of the episode was not just that Riley ate a cookie, Mm-mm. but that she didn't apologize. Yeah. Yeah, see, to me, like, the cookie was one thing, but, yeah. like, the lasting sort of, like, grudge-building event yeah. was her saying, like, I don't feel bad, I'm not sorry. Yeah. Because that's like... And I mean, I get it. That's like the attitude, you know? There's event and there's condition. Yeah. The event is something that happened. The condition is like good versus evil. So her condition was, I'm not sorry, it felt good, you know, I'm going to continue to reaffirm this. You know, we're not... I'm definitively saying we're not getting over this. Yeah. It's interesting that... Kind of um, like, come on, everybody, get down to this hole with me. We're going to be cool down here. No, that was the thing, Um, because I felt like... Like, what she did got a response that was unwarranted. Especially with Maya's door-opening thing. And the door-opening like, thing was it gets, weird. It's one thing for Zay to be upset. And I understand that, like, in this crazy world, like, everybody else would be upset with her for Zay, too. But I just felt like everybody takes it so seriously. It was seriously. missing the one next step. Yeah. All. Because yeah. if there was one next step, they could have still been mad at the first thing, particularly because yeah. Zay... And they would have recognized the pattern. You go too far, Riley. <laughs> yeah. So I think there was what, what was that one next step that we needed to have? Like, what did she did she need to skip school? That's not necessarily evil. Like, what would be 
what would be the evilish thing that she turning into like Mega Marosha is like gonna take pleasure in? I mean, I think I honestly think like they could have gone further with the Augie thing. Like she could have made Augie cry. Yeah. Like and then that be the thing that affects her. Like like, I'm sick and tired of like having to take care of him, having to look after him. You know, he needs to take care of himself. You know. Like, I, I'm not going to spend time with you just because you want me to. I have things to do. I'm busy. Yeah. Something that has roots in legitimacy yeah. and, like, her natural feelings, but are now being expressed because she's having the candor to say those things. Mm. I think it's important to note that they made the decision to say Riley did this, but Riley was still able to acknowledge what she did was quote-unquote bad. Yeah. I think it might have even been more... I don't know quite the word I want to use, but if she had... Not felt like she did anything wrong at all. Yeah, because Sassy Haltertop told me to do it. Yeah, that yeah. Is, that that should have just been a one time. That was thing. a crow wearing a halter tap <laughs> on her shoulder. Um, let's well, uh, unless we have, I have a few more things, real quick. Two two things, and then the definitions of yeah. Of, of yeah. Um, so one you read my mind, Dan. <laughs> yeah. One is I, I do want to say a little bit actually about Two Shoes Louie. As far as I just thought that was honestly, I thought that was the worst part of the episode. So uh, yeah. I just thought he was way too cartoony. I thought it was way too saccharine. It just really didn't hit me. It wasn't funny. I liked well, my papaya. Though, here's the thing. About it. Like, to me, I loved him. Yeah. But I knew it was terrible. Yeah. He did not. He looked like just a guy in a blazer with yeah. weird shoes. Yeah. And yeah, very old school vision of hobo. I thought him. I found him very unsettling. It was yeah. It was it was almost like. You know, uh, actually, like wait. A, let me rephrase that. I, thought, it, I found his performance very unsettling. It was almost like a like an old like hobo clown kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like I mean, we're gonna, I think we're going to use this. It's like the Tom Waits kind of voice, and mm-hmm. it, it, I liked it. And it, it, you know, he was creepy. Yeah. And it was great, but also terrifying <laughs> in context. And this thing is like I loved it, but like I knew it was wrong. Yeah. But I liked being <laughs> evil, Dan. <laughs> The other thing I want to throw in before we talk about good versus evil is that somebody pointed out on Twitter, and I thought it was a worthwhile thing to just quickly note, which is they had a picture of Riley and Maya, and they're like, oh, so so Maya gets good grades and makes her hair like Riley. She's having an identity crisis. And then they have a picture of Maya, Riley has her hair exactly like Maya did in Ski Log yeah. and is acting bad and is growing up. Yeah. <laughs> What else? <laughs> um, so that's just worth noting. What the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> so let's start the sort of philosophical debate. Mini debate, because uh, we don't have much time. Well, not, not even a debate, but just okay. sort of like an explanation of where what we personally hold is mm. how good and evil fit into objective like well, reality. So, I think the biggest thing is that they treat good and evil as objective truths, as yeah. far as, especially when you talk about the angel and the devil on your shoulder. Yeah, a very old-fashioned cartoon. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I thought was interesting that we were talking about that last time when we weren't recording was how good and evil can be culturally created to a degree, yeah. mm-hmm. that it can be subjective, that there are degrees of good and evil, and, you know, I also thought about, I was even thinking about you know, maybe maybe this is a different episode, but an, an episode that this made me think about is what if Riley had to debate that dropping the bomb 
in Hiroshima. World War Two was a positive right was the right thing to do. Yeah, you that would have like, been interesting. Yeah, like it's hmm. creating thing, and then at the end of it, they come away and we're like, we don't know what the answer was because yeah. there isn't a clear answer. Well, that's kind you of know, like, like that particular case is like what's it called, the Fat Man paradox? I don't know. Oh, I know what you're talking so about. So it's it's the thing where like there are the three train. there are three people on the train tracks and they're gonna get hit by the train. But there's a fat guy up on the bridge, and if you push the fat guy, you know that when he hits there, the train will stop and only kill him and save the other mm, people. Yeah. And the whole thing is like... Is it ethical to let the three people die and this one fat person live? Yeah. Or is it more ethical to push him? Or yeah. more ethical? Well, it's not the right And phrase. the other thing, the, the variations are like, okay, well, what if those people knew they weren't supposed to be there? Or like, what if there was a switch I could throw yeah. that... Went one way or the other. It's a whole. If you look yeah. it up, I'm pretty sure it's called the Fat Man Paradox yeah. or something like that. Well, I mean, especially think about that in context of Riley. If she, if she, I feel like obviously her character would say, "You never drop the bomb. You find another way, whatever." Right. Mm. But if she had to realize that you drop <laughs> but if she had to realize that maybe the other yeah. side isn't necessarily right, but like get where they're coming from more. Yeah. Mm. You know, like I, I just think that there's. Can I say something also that yeah. reminds me of current events? Yeah. So I forget. The movie, um, the the movie recently, uh, it was a comedy with King Jong Un. Obviously, the Green Mile. Oh, you're talking about the the uh, the one with with Seth Rogen, the interview. Yes, the yeah, interview. Yeah. I I don't know if they ever went ahead with this. I believe they didn't. Mm-hmm. But the producers and Seth Rogen, uh, they they wanted to drop over. Uh, North Korea copies of the movie. Copies of the movie. Yeah, and people are like, "Wow, that's really stupid!" Because any citizen caught with that movie is going to be killed. Mm. Well, if they just dropped it like over like a palace or whatever, it would have been fine. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, either way, what's your point? Well, because that's also just like, "Wow, okay, here's a good time to use our missile, America." <laughs> no. Alright, this is a very specific... What's your actual point? Just that some people took the side of, well, he's trying to culturally enlighten and... Not enlighten, but um, expose. Expose while making a statement against this country Mm. that obviously has problems. Whereas uh, on the other side, it's like you're not taking into account the ramifications that would have globally. Ramifications that would have globally... Or, um, you know, just the the people's safety because because yeah. part of this uh, statement was that he, they wanted it to get into people's into the hands, hands of the of, of the, the people, people yeah. and not seeing like what that a that's... communist message. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like it's more it's just yeah. like the opposing perspectives. Yeah. And again, it would be though that's kind of a. A different topic. It's again something interesting to see yeah. Riley take on. Yeah. That th- yeah, she should have taken on something a little more specific. And that's yeah. like, and the thing I think that the, that you know the atomic bomb is also one that isn't topical, but would but so it's history easier class. to talk. It's, yeah, it's easier yeah. to talk about. Yeah. I, I do want to say I don't think it's out of the question that you'd have debates in history class. That there are plenty of history classes that about do just that. that. Yeah, yeah. So. Mm. Um, alright, is, do you want to say more about good and evil? Is there, what, well, are we, yeah, I thought we were going to go Yeah, okay, what do, you, what do you want to do? So, do you want to go or do you want me to go? No, I'll let you go. I think okay. you, should, you should set the tone, because I don't really know okay, what you're Okay, so, for. basically, uh, for me, the frustrating, one of the most frustrating parts about this was that there is good and evil, and it's clear and objective. Mm-hmm. And even if good people can do bad things, or so good people, that still says, you know, good and evil. It's a very, 
it's a very Abrahamic mm. view of the world. And even though it might not seem so overtly so, it really is. Because for me, my definition of good and evil is that you can have culturally and topical, functionally good definitions of good and evil, but objectively all definitions of good and evil come from a biological bias, you know? Like, what's the good and evil of uh, two planets colliding, you know, but if you are living on one of those planets, the thing coming at you is bad, you know? Mm. And so any force that seeks to do destruction to life is bad, but at the same time, all life is predicated on stealing energy from other things to continue. It's all about Mm self-preservation. So that's why I think that for me, the definition of evil is that there is no evil. That it really comes down to there is only well, perspective. Once you once you go no, it's like, <laughs> once you go down the chain of reasoning, it's like it's ignorance and self service, and mm. in, within self service can come something as simple as self entertainment and self pleasure. So that Miley, Miley, R- Miley, <laughs> so R- Riley. <laughs> I just think that like when you boil these things down to like very hard definitions you kind of you lose track of the etymology of the ideas behind these things and what builds it up because when you have riley releasing herself from her personal constraints to be perceived as good and helpful and and you know the justice force that kind of let go of like responsibility that kind of like exhale yeah that is the self-service that is her pleasure yeah and letting go yeah that is evil but all it really is is self-service yeah. i do have a question though about your initial example because you were talking about planets colliding and that takes out something important to the discussion which is sentience and yeah purpose that's what i thought too and uh well, intent but see but all those things come after so many other things for instance you know, a, I think they're definitely an important part of the discussion. Okay. is intent. Yeah. Well, so, but where is what is is intent? Because of, I feel like what you were saying, even just taking what you're saying, I feel like what you're saying is that ignorance and selfishness are what evil is. Because if you're deciding, if because if everything's supposed to be biological, but you're saying I have what I need, but I'm choosing to take this anyway for me over you, and even though I know it's going to hurt you, and I know the ramifications of that, that still has a ring to of what we could define as evil. So, but where does that stop? I mean, wolf packs will kill members of other wolf packs just to expand their territory. They might have what they need now, but they know that it's good in the future to have more territory. Are those evil wolves that kill the other wolves to expand? But they don't have sentience. How do they not? They have... Well, they definitely do. Well, they don't have, they don't have, like, an understanding of... How do you know that? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not going to make this argument because I don't know anything about animals. You can only have an understanding of good versus evil if you make it up. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like you. It only can exist in cultural context because it is a cultural context. You have to make it up. I don't know that I believe a wolf is capable of thinking. Should I have done that? I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about animals. Are all humans capable of saying, "Should I have done that?" No. Some are. Yeah. So that's the thing. I'm not saying every time someone does something like that, they are evil. Sometimes you are mentally ill and you make mistakes and you don't know what you're doing. That doesn't make you evil. Maybe the maybe you could argue the act is evil in some people's eyes, but. I, I feel like the bigger question I want to ask you is, I get where you're coming from, yeah. and I'm not even saying that I necessarily disagree with you, but is that something that we could have really been put into a 22-minute episode aimed at children? I think that there is a middle ground. It doesn't have to be, though. Yeah. It just doesn't 
it doesn't have to be about that discussion. Yeah. It just needs to not deny it. Yeah. I, I just think that this episode actively denies any idea that says there is no good and evil and that good and evil are not very defined things. Like, yeah. Oh, that you can be a good person but do bad things, fine. But that's such an antiquated, cartoony mm. thing. And, like, I will, I want to open it up to hear what you guys say. Yeah. But, like, for me, like, all, there are two layers to anything. And one is the objective thing. So what, where's the starting point? Yeah. You have to go backwards and say, well, how can we define this? We have to define this by this. We have to define this by this. So you have to say, like, how can we even get there? And that's how I get my, like, there is no evil. But then the other thing is, like, functionally. Okay. Yeah. You know, functionally, it's a bad thing that I fall down the stairs to me, the universe might not care if I fall down the stairs. That's but like, evil thing. No, no, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> saying it's evil. But yeah. I'm saying, like, eventually you, you're going to reach that point where, like, there are functional, context-driven, and in this case, cultural things, because we're talking about morality, mm-hmm. that all morality is culturally driven. So you have to treat morality as culture itself, as opposed to objective uh, I, I think that there, there is... There are problems with your point of view, though. And as far as... I don't, again, maybe it's just functionally, but, it, but, it, but using your point of view, then, then it seems like, oh, I guess I have to accept that other cultures think rape is okay, or other cultures think murder is okay, because that's their culture, and, and morality is just up in the air for whatever you think you it is. You don't, though, and I'm like, not saying that. Yeah. All I'm saying is that you have a stance, it's a bias, yeah. accept it as a bias, yeah. but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Yeah, and so and it's the same as it's the, it's the exact argument of like understand the other side but don't agree with it. Yeah, it's like if you go back in history and, and think about all the times that anyone ever thought, well, I'm right now and this is the way the world is. Yeah, and think about every time that time moves on and that's disproven. This is the mm. next thing. In a hundred years, what people think is totally different than what we think, and it might be. You know, progress according to us. I guess, or not. but there. I feel like generally, I agree with you. But I Are feel you like more the, towards the idea of universal truths. I, what I'm saying is, I think generally he's right, but I think that there are some things that do just to me feel like objectively wrong. Yeah. Like, wrong. and I think that's the thing is, I feel like there's. It's easier for me to define objective bad than there is objective good because I, mm. I feel like I just don't see how. Taking someone's will away from them is ever going to not be a bad thing if, if, if they don't want it to happen, you know? It, well, here's the thing is, I, I just think the biggest thing about that is, I think the concept of villain yeah. is, there are exceptions, but statistically speaking, I would say that the concept of villain is a falsehood. Mm-hmm. Because if you talk about, like, who or what a villain might be... Mm-hmm. I would say all villains are heroes to either themselves or to someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is it's always about what side you're on. Yeah. And so I wouldn't say that I don't think I don't believe in that absolute. I believe that's generally true. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And I think that in the cases where that the villains are true villains, yeah. it becomes about the ignorance. Yeah. And so that's why it's... Or it's, the mental imbalance or something. Well, that, that, that's like, still ignorance. It's, yeah. it's ignorance in not in the sense yeah, of, like, you're yeah, ignorant yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. but like, ignorance like the Ign- lack of understanding, understanding of yeah. these cultural yeah. realities or yeah. these specifications of the situation. We're talking over Caitlin. Caitlin, what do you want to say? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that I, I, as I feel like many people have, have had this conversation many times in yeah. their life. And I feel like my, cha- my answer... 
definitely evolves and changes and even here I'll probably go listen back if I do listen back I don't usually that's <laughs> is that evil probably yeah. <laughs> and think like oh you know I wish I had brought this up or oh maybe I don't think that yeah generally I feel like good and evil not that they don't exist uh but that when, especially when applied to the individual, people are more, like, kind of like how Keith was saying, like, selfish. Yeah. But that selfishness is not always bad. Take Riley, for example. Mm. I don't know if this is necessarily written to the show, but I think someone could definitely look at Riley's character of she's always trying to do good and look for the good in people yeah. uh, so that people look at her as a good yeah. person. Yeah. And that can be seen as selfish because is she doing it to really help that person, or is she doing it so people have this image of her? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like or even she makes it, it makes her feel good, right? Yeah, you know, like so. Like take the take the five dollars that Maya had, for example. Yeah, yeah. Like was it was it good for Riley to judge her? Was it evil for Riley to judge her? Same thing for Maya. Was it good for her to pick it up, or was it evil? You can justify both of those people. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing that I the show kind of touched on is the perspective. A little bit what you were saying though, Dan is like. And you didn't use this phrase yeah. I did with universal truth. Things, yeah. things that you hold to yourself that this is always bad, like rape and murder. Mm. This isn't, uh, you can't justify this. Even if some cultures do, yeah. justify it, say it's okay, say that some individual has a right to do that for this reason. Yeah. You can't accept that because of like how you were raised or what you've grown and evolved and learned to accept for yeah. yourself. Um, there are some countries that say it's okay to rape a woman, and some people would say, well, then, uh, and I think we've had this conversation yeah. before, well, then maybe the women who are um, conditioned in that society think it's okay, too. Yeah, they but don't then, have but the same you reaction, see, But then you see examples of yeah. those cultures and countries that have that, of women rising up and yeah. going out and saving other women from men who are raping yeah. them. So even though these women are supposed to be conditioned to this, they see this as a universal bad thing but not all of them do exactly so that's i mean like it's and the biggest thing is that culture is real there are some even that though do and some it's that fake don't. yeah you know what i mean because culture is fake in the way that it's artificial yeah but at the same time once it's artificial it's real mm -hmm. so like obviously not to be cliche it's complicated <laughs> people are gonna have their different perspectives and i think even if you tell it to someone that's not going to shake them of thinking what not all people are going to be shaken of thinking this is always wrong. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are people that don't think that, but I can't stop thinking rape and murder is wrong yeah. and that these cultures are wrong. And I think you just got to the root of what I feel like is the issue with the episode, which is that they bring up this idea of each perspective is valid, but they don't add it to the other part of the episode, which is what is good and evil. Right. And that the idea of... That that can also have two sides. Everyone's going to have their own definition of good yeah. and evil. Yeah. And you can maybe listen to that other perspective. And you may try to be understanding, but then you might also be like, well, that's still horseshit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that, like, honestly, I feel like, so, like, just take a few of things we've talked about and throw them into Corey's final monologue. Or at least and, leave some things out. Yeah. And then, and then them, you truly yeah. have the other perspective. You have yeah. the other side. Yeah, the last thing, we, we, he, he could have easily wrapped it up and wrapped up both things he was talking about together and been like, even in the idea of what is good and what is evil, there are multiple sides. Yeah. And that nothing is, nothing is black and white. You mean like actually showing what they said they were showing at the end <laughs> of the episode? Yeah, because like you said, nothing's black and white, but the individual or the society, however 
you know, I'm thinking of that cliche, like, mm -hmm. diagram of the many circles yeah. of how a person is affected by things, yeah. uh, can say, like, well, no, black and white, we've got laws that say yeah. murder's wrong. But mm -hmm. then there's, like, but then there are laws that say, well, it was self-defense. Yeah. So, you know... Well, that's the, that's the problem, is that then if you, if you leave the episode acting as though there's rigid black and white, then you're not letting someone see the multiple perspectives. You're right. not having them... You know, think the about is the dichotomy in yeah, general. Yeah. And it's it it lacks the rhizomatic nature of reality. Hmm. And it's it's troubling to see that in this day and age you still can only have that dichotomy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's well, it's like And it's like I feel like what I think is good and evil will shift continuously as I grow. Yeah. And so I feel like that is an important piece of the puzzle of the lesson here, which is you know, not because if you leave the kids both walking in in the world of the show, thinking these things are rigidly defined, these things aren't mm -hmm. something you have to think about perspective with. It just. I will say though that because you brought up the concern of having this conversation still in 2016, we're not. I don't think we're getting the full perspective of 2016 from this show because we do have these older generations in charge of the show. Yeah, but with like, their perspectives. I, well, I just these are to... ideas from like 2000 BC. You know what I mean, like, this is not like... In conclusion, Chemicals Girl Meg Bear. Alright. Alright, so, Keith, Keith already said C plus B minus. What do you want, Faye, for Bear? So for Bear is the one that I'm going to jump back into my whole, like, I can't define this. No, come on, dude. Give no, me no, to be... no, 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 oh, literally, okay. this, is, this is what I planned on saying. Alright, fine. What I mean is that I, it's, my, it's one of my, like, see me after class grades because I really, <laughs> really like the intro. I'm I sorry, it was, Ainsworth A. <laughs> it, it's, like, one of my favorite intros mm. and had a lot of great ideas in it, but, like, the flashbacks threw me off. And the biggest thing yeah. for me also is I loved the first half of the Zay thing. Like, so, like I've been liking Zay a lot better than I ever thought I would. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And like, I he really doesn't like, necessarily have to go back to Texas. No, he can stay right here. Yeah. And that thing where he was sitting on the little basket was great. Mm -hmm. But why did they have to have Josh come in? That was garbage. And why did they have I to... I thought Josh had some really funny stuff, honestly. Like, yes, the but like... The loop thing was really fine, good. Fine, fine. <laughs> but like, but as far as the drama of it, yeah. but as far as the story goes, yeah. it didn't fit. Yeah, okay. I'm not talking... Like, fine. Well, like, it's fit. It fit as far as the theme. But what I mean but is, like, the whole, like... It was not necessary. Why couldn't it wait till the next episode yeah. for Zay to ask Mai out or whatever he yeah. did? Because it was such a nice slow build if they just let the basket thing sit and stew a while. Mm. One, two episodes I later... I Maya's face when he got up. One, yeah. two episodes later, and then Josh should not have been there. Why do they always have to do it on a stage? They were literally up on a raised platform. Everybody yeah. turned around watching them. Get off the stage. Yeah. This needs to happen... And just Zay and Maya. Just Zay and Maya, and then Maya needs to like keep yeah. it a secret for an episode. You know what would be great? And that is her like yeah. arc now. You know what would be great is if it was like everybody's going home and they're like on the street outside, and he like takes her aside, and you know, like yeah, or they yeah. hang out once alone, yeah. and then it, it so I'll say this: there. I was colored by the fact that I, coming into this episode, first of all, the writers tweeted something about like next episode Zay confronts Josh Aya. Or whatever, and then so well, I spoil and, 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 and the promos kind of spoil it too. What? So, so I'm glad I, I don't look at this. The promos were confusing. They weren't like they weren't like obvious, but that in conjunction with the with the tweet, I was like, it was kind of clear what's going on here. So for me, even that opening scene with the two of them on the buckets or whatever, to me, like I think the acting was on point. Yeah, and I think that, to, but to me, I still feel like there's something. There's a few issues that I have on a writing level where 
he, in order to quickly make a connection, they need to bring up something that literally happened over 30 episodes ago because the two characters haven't interacted since in anything other than a comedic <laughs> sense. Well, it was great like, because it was awkward, yeah. but it was awkward in a believable teenage way. Yeah. And if they let that alone, it would have been great. Yeah, because that was... Stu. They did come in awkwardly, but and which was my initial thought, but I also thought... Zay being the age that he is, you know, they're just entering high school. Yeah. At that age, you know, if you've got this thought festering that I really like this person, I really want to ask them out, when am I ever going to do it? You yeah. know, my friends are always around. We yeah. never seem to hang out separately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, he took the advantage of, oh, everyone's in the other room. I can, yeah. you know, steal a basket and talk to her. It just, I couldn't separate the reality, like the world of the show and what Zay might be thinking as a character Versus what the writers were thinking outside, which is, we're going to quickly start jumpstart this thing, just like we quickly... Got Another triangle! Just like, we, just like we started, you know, we quickly made the marriage happen off screen, we're going to quickly act like there was development that didn't happen, we're going we're gonna to recontextualize a tiny little half a scene that happened 30 episodes ago. It's not about relationships, <laughs> it's about I, friendship! Well, because I remember that scene and people were like oh shipping Zay and Maya yeah. now totally yeah, and I'm like that wasn't a ship moment well, well, but I guess it was well the thing is it was well, not necessarily the, but now it, it well, in fed that, into that ship in that moment, moment I, rem- I, I was like okay this could be hinting at them, them setting something up bigger for the future it yeah. isn't like a ship moment yet Long but it's game. like yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but it's like if there there's just like literally nothing between now and then to say anything, and it, yes, they have like little comedic moments in here, but there's nothing dramatic in any way. There's nothing to make you think that he legitimately has feelings for Maya. Right. He has no weirdness when Lucas likes her that entire time, and then it, it's just it just feels completely out of nowhere. And you know what I yeah. think to a degree might have been another casualty of them waiting for Uriah yeah. for so long because I think that they were setting it up in Secret of Life, and they thought this would happen in season two. Yeah. So two things: A is I can totally see where you're coming from, yeah. but for me, I can also totally see Zay keeping that inside him, yeah. especially kind of like Knowing stepping, about Lucas. stepping yeah. out of the way for Lucas, you know? I, I can see that in his character to do just that. Yeah. Because he did, because uh, when Zay showed up, he was like, oh, and Lucas has told me about the blonde beauty. Yeah. It's like Zay's going into this situation, going yeah. into this school, knowing that Lucas has some kind of thoughts or feelings towards Maya. Yeah. And, and B is... Do you know how pissed I am mm. that they waited that long to resolve the triangle with Josh, only to then take it back? <laughs> Remember I said it's always a twist? Yeah. This is what I mean. Yeah. They always wait super long to do something stupid, and then <laughs> they take it back later with something else stupid. Well, I mean, I think we should at least admit that I think we're all happy that Maya's not in her celibacy, you know, well, packed or whatever. But, like, this uh, is how... But, like, yeah. building like, off of that, oh, yeah. there... Can we talk about how weird Josh's role is now? Okay, so first of all, they walk in, he picks her up off the He's ground, the face. and he says long game, and she says long game. That, that never really, had to happen. That was a really awkward that moment. That was weird. That was awkward. That was she like to happened. remind us what happened or something. Yeah, yeah. and then, okay, so Zay, uh, by the way, I, I forget the name of his of the actor. Amir, I think. Amir. Mm-hmm. Amir did well, and yeah. he had really good... Uh, delivery. Amir did well in school today. I mean, I honestly but, thought I think that the moments with 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 him and Sabrina were the best acting moments of yeah, the episode. Yeah, and also when so when Zay turns around to Josh and he says, "Is that cool with you?" Like, yeah. I don't care, but is that cool with you? And he mm. says, "Sure." So Josh is basically now like looking over Maya. No, no, no. He like, said he literally said, 
if that's okay with Maya. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, that's not what I'm talking I'm talking about, like, he's still kind of, like, they've got, still have the long game. They he's still, still a say, guardian angel. They yeah. still say maybe next time. There's still this weird promise of Josh in yeah. the future, well, and, like, I'll, but Zay yeah, is my yeah. high school the boyfriend. Problem, he's the I face, think- he's the guardian angel, and he's, like, the super nice guy who will leave the party to take the middle school girls home. I don't, see, you know, I don't think he's just the face. I do not think you're giving enough credit to his monologue, which was a character moment. Now we, we can get, I'll get back to that in a second, but Which I think monologue? the monologue of him freaking out about Justin the colleague, okay. the Shupaloop thing, feeling like he's just the friend of Shupaloop. He's not nobody knows who he is. To I'm me, Josh. Like... I thought the humor was great. I think that, that was Uriah's best acting in the series, and I think that 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 is showing a personality. Is it a complex personality? No, not yet. And and so I don't disagree with that. But I think that the biggest issue with Josiah is that it just like everything else in the show, show don't tell. They don't have to tell us we're waiting for the long game. They don't have to tell us and throw in our faces that this is going to be endgame, guys. We're planning for this for the future. Yeah, exactly. Just show us, like... show us that Josh still has some feelings for her. Show us that, that even though she's saying yes to Zay, she's looking over at Josh a little bit. Like, you don't have to have Zay literally go to Josh. Well, because like, think about it now is, like, every moment with Maya and Zay, if, like, if they really do go for Maya and Zay, which yeah. I think they probably will, yeah. is now kind of tainted. Well, it's, okay, the other thing is, even from Zay's point of view, it's, it's just an awkward, weird thing. Because right. even though I think that the, that the open, again, I, I agree with you guys about the opening scene <laughs> that you were sitting was strong. Mm-hmm. Even though I think it came out of nowhere, I still think it's strong. The other scene is confusing, because it leaves me going, how much does Zay actually like her? Does right. she like him? Because he, 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 he constructs it in this point of view of, oh, my best friend has a girlfriend, um, it's my I'm best gonna, friend's girl. Yeah, I, I'm. I feel like I'm going to be a third wheel. Yeah, or and you're going to be a third just wheel. Trying not to be awkward. But it's well, un, but it's unclear about what and what does Maya even remotely like him? Does she just like the fact that someone's being nice to her? Yeah, yeah and it, maybe maybe uh, this is just the start of them ruining each other forever. <laughs> casually dating. Well, that's that's the thing. I, that's why I wish, in, in a lot of ways, See, I, that's not what casually dating means. Yeah. though. that's <laughs> like to the to Gomez World writers. Casually dating is like going to the movies with like slacks on. That's casually <laughs> dating. Because like casually dating is like, oh, hey, do you want to be casual? Yeah. Casually dating is like naturally flowing into it. Yeah, exactly. Well, well no, like, I'm saying like. Well, going, that's going on dates, dating people. Maybe she exactly. goes to do with Zay to the movies, but next week she goes with not Charlie Gardner. Well, um, that's the, that's the, he's in the back. Well, that's the thing is, I wish it, even though I liked Zay and I liked their chemistry, I wish it was some random new person yeah. because then it really would be just like, and hey, I want to go on a more date. And more jealous. Yeah, and it could have been like this new person doesn't even know about Josh. She asks her on a date. Maya's like, what do I do? You say she? Because that's. Well, <laughs> is that a 40th something? Probably. But, you know, it's just. Riley? I don't think that... I don't think that this needed to be... Because the other thing that we can't deny is that this is also... Is Sean and Angela. And that now Maya is literally Sean in every way besides dating around. Like... (laughs) And so... It's. <laughs> I was gonna ask you guys how you felt about that. No, I don't feel good about it. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not against the idea of them being the new Sean and Angela. I'm not, not just yeah. for that. But not. But it, yeah, it, it's like because Boy Meets World was at the time supposed to be kind, not revolutionary. What's the mm. word I want to use? But uh, progressive. Yeah, progressive. Yeah. For having an interracial couple and it not being a big deal. Not yeah. being about that. Yeah. Right. Now it kind of, at least from a Boy Meets World fan's perspective, mm. it makes it about that because you're repeating it 
in, to repeat in, a, it. in yeah. a very yeah to repeat it to be like oh we're gonna have hmm. the sean character be in an interracial relationship and we're not going to talk about it and, does, and we're going to be progressive again and does that make josh the katie which means that it, both interracial relationships end with the two white people together yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> wow. I, I that throws guess. a new wrench into yeah. it, doesn't it? So, you know something? It kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's not as bad I, as that is. That's not even my issues with it. My yeah. issues are the natural. I'm things. so now newly angry <laughs> at this. Well, and the, the other thing is, I. I, so I like their chemistry. I really like how Zay is being handled generally now. But I still think. What we needed one episode that was about Zay and about him outside of relationships. So we, it was actually Zay centric and about just learning more about him. Then an episode where he's, that's my new band, by the way, Zay centric. <laughs> oh, that's a good band. Then an episode where, it, as a B plot in the background, you start seeing foreshadowing of him having some feelings or some uncomfortableness around Maya, or whatever. And then you have this. Yeah, episode. maybe like he at towards the end of an episode of them all hanging out, he goes yeah. to Lucas on the side, like, "Hey." You really don't like Maya anymore, right? And yeah. Luce is like, no, I'm with Riley or whatever. Do you know what And he's like, okay. Of Mazeballs? Yeah. A, and then there was Sean-style episode mm-hmm. with Zay sabotaging Maya and Josh. <laughs> that would have been And great. also killing Lucas for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case he still likes. Exactly. <laughs> that would have been amazing and yeah. a great way to do this in a couple and episodes And a good way later. to learn more about Zay's character. Right. Right. Let's talk more about not this. Okay. <laughs> Did you finish grading? I think I hadn't grade yet. I well, my, you... my grading was I graded that I, in the beginning. I wasn't okay. going to grade. I don't think I graded yet. What's what your grade? <laughs> well, I don't think I got to. So, okay. Generally, I think I'm... I want to say I still think this is one of the better episodes. This season uh, or in general? Uh, at least this season. Ooh, I don't... Was, may, may, there was some hesitation. I don't know. I'd have to think about it more. Okay. Um, Juxica! <laughs> Juxica was definitely better than this, in my opinion. Juxica's great. Um... I I think there's a lot to like about the episode. I like the the um, sort of bottle episode nature of it being all in the house. Yeah, I yes, like, I really did like that. I liked all yeah. the different conversations yeah. going on. All the two groups of people were right. all on point. I, I want to watch this episode again and count how many times mm. Ben and Sabrina almost break or do break. <laughs> I think that the directing was good in that sense. In that it was the, Danielle official. Yeah, right? I I think I'm not sure. As far as uh, zooming into different parts of the house and making it feel separate, and I think that was on point. And I think that the young children were utilized better than last time. Better, um, but still, were... I still don't want them around because I, I think it really makes it's it... It's a screaming it, that makes yeah, it... Yeah, it just kind of makes it for a younger audience. Um, and it, it's not And I don't necessary. think that the children are directed well. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It just seems like this show can't direct very, very young children yeah. well. Now, my two biggest issues, honestly, were that the episode... Starting the episode with Riley... And her reaction to the bear being missing felt very grating to me. Um, it was it felt like one time too many of Riley being Riley, especially just given the way they constructed the set of circumstances where Riley literally calmed down for twenty minutes, let us get our tacos, and then come back. And how about you don't be selfish for half a second? And like, yes, I know that by the end of the episode, she figures that out. Or but at the very least, Riley, like, this still isn't great, yeah. but, like, Riley stays behind but lets Maya go. Yeah, like, it's just, it's all about guilt, it's all about <laughs> controlling people, Excuse and it's me. about being an immature person. The director of Girl Meets Bear was Robin 
Broner. Broner. Okay. Oh, Broner. I totally thought it was Danielle Fisher. Oh, did she write the episode? Writers Michael no, Jacobs. No, she did her monster. I think. And, well, this was this was this is Jaeger. Remember? I give up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyway, let me let me continue. Yeah, so on. it just felt so immature, and it was infuriating to me because hmm. she's. A high schooler now. I know you're sad you lost your bear. I understand people have emotional attachments to things. Come, I mean, the, the thing is, I, rem- I was saying on the YouTube video, what this reminded me of was when I was six, and my I had a Joker action figure, and it went down the slide, and we didn't know where it ended up, and I cried and was upset and went searching for it for hours, and never found it and was upset. How do you lose something off a slide? I have no idea what happened to it. So that's different. I yeah. do think that's different. I, it was, did not feel different to me. Everything had to stop for Riley because it all has to be about me. I'm Riley. See, the, di- the difference is in that it's not about I lost my toy. It's about I lost this thing which is important to me, has always been important to me. And therefore, you know, this is a, a piece of myself that like now... Like after being a said that was the last I always expect part to of be around. childhood. It's different than like I am a kid, I lost my kid thing, which it's different than I'm growing up. But the other thing is... Thing. This is Bay Window 2.0. This was the same message. Yeah. Well, this is okay, the same freaking message. And it's, both episodes had the children. It was it's the same thing of we need to let go of the past and move forward and change is good and we need it to It is kind of weird that like it was <laughs> Riley saying that to Maya before yeah. and now it's Maya saying that to Riley. Yeah, it just it but, felt it, But like again, everyone has their own thing and maybe the Bay Window wasn't Riley's, which was shocking for Maya. <laughs> yeah, it just I, I just <laughs> can't like, I know people have attachments to things like that. Like, my sister has a doll from when she was a kid that literally is so old and destroyed now that both of its eyes are gone. Like, they just, like, rubbed off, and it's this creepy-ass, creepy doll. <laughs> but she cares about it because she was given to her by grandmother when she was really young. She's had her entire life. So I get it. But that doesn't mean you stop everything for this thing. You no, know, so I think that sometimes it can mean that. But I think in this case, obviously, they could have come back. And the biggest issue here is that the canon is that it was like a Velveteen Rabbit type story mm. where the bear decided it was time to leave. And I hated that. That was the other thing that I hated. Well, I hate that the, the, the power of youth stole the bear away. I think it could like, have been <laughs> done better. I, I, I think, think if they were going to go with that, it was going to be... There, I, I think there's art in that. Yeah, I, 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 just, uh, I, I, I just thought it was kind of weird that it, in Maya's head it was the little versions of Riley yeah. and Maya stealing well, it. This is this is what I wanted. I wanted I, I would be okay with the symbolic gesture of the kids taking it away if then they had a tag where it flashed back and a pigeon flew in and stole the bear. So there was still a literal thing of yeah, yeah, what yeah. happened to the bear. Because well, otherwise he fell asleep with it on next to her foot and then it was magically gone. And to me that's honestly worse than Bay Window where it was clearly all Why in her head. Why did they look on the fire escape? Yeah, they spent all, they spent, they spent <laughs> and the bear falling on the fire yeah, escape. They spent all this time looking everywhere but in her room. Don't look on the fire escape. Don't look to see Well, they had downstairs. to leave Riley like, and Lucas alone to make out in the closet. Yeah, they were definitely making out in the closet. They looked, <laughs> they looked so, so guilty. guilty when Corey called them in. We were lucky in the right place. Uh-huh. That's because they were getting the tacos, you guys. Yeah, okay. No, we watched the scene. There were definitely making out in the closet. Um, I, I do quickly want to say that I do think there was art in that thing. I don't think they quite got there, but I liked some of the ideas that were in it, not just necessarily how they did it. I do want to get into a few 
highlights that we haven't mentioned because yeah. I did really like this episode. Yeah. I did too. So I, I mean, so the emergency drill, I love. Oh my god, I loved that. Um, that I, felt so Topanga. It also, yeah, the, that was good. The silver gloves thing, yeah, that was, was good. So barring the uh, speaking of things that start great and then should have been left alone in this episode, I agree. The silver gloves thing was great. Mm. All of a sudden, it just like stopped. Mm. Got real calm, and we just kind of like. Had a moment with Corey and Augie. We just, like, sat in this moment for a little bit. And it was great, because I really think Ben, like, low-key blew that out of the park. Yeah. I, I really think. But, and then to go and just give it to Augie for no reason, like... I mean, I guess the reason was seeing Riley grow up. I'm just saying for Devil's Advocate. I know, but, like, like I would have loved an episode where that happened. And then, then, and then it's episode, not many episode. episodes, like, in yeah. the finale of the season, Something about Augie. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, it didn't bother me to the same degree that it seems to have bothered you guys, but I get where you're coming from. That's a from. great episode of Boy yeah. World. Yeah, I agree. And the fact that they didn't have, feel like they had the flashback to it, that they could just talk about yeah. it, like... Like they should have yeah. done to anything I else. I think the Topanga Farkle thing was really strong, a nice mm. little... Their yeah. connection... They haven't seen them together that much, but they clearly are characters yeah, that are sort of kindred spirits. Lovely to have these little, yeah. Uh, and I think Lucas's monologue about the pot of gold was one of the best. Right. Things he's I had really in a while. like that. Like, I will never open it up. <laughs> I thought that was really nice. I'm glad somebody mentioned that they're dating because it's been now three episodes and it doesn't feel like. I mean, it. they were making yeah. on the closet. So. <laughs> That's true. Um, getting tacos. Yeah. So was Sean and the girl in the locker. They were getting tacos too. <laughs> Whoa, hey Whoa, getting some tacos. <laughs> hey Tacos, tacos. <laughs> What's the bobblehead symbol? Oh my god, I want that as my ringtone. Um, I want taco notifications. What am I going to do to get like some taco notifications? I feel like I had another highlight. What was there? We mentioned loving the beginning. Taco. I think Sabrina the and The fractions Rowan, thing was good. The fr- I love the Oh my the god, fractions. I will try to find my fractions poem, guys. Um, I, mean, I liked Riley in the intro as far as... I, I thought she was really funny as far as, like, I'll spend as little time in the hospital as possible, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, so, I won't read a sad story about a puppy and sob uncontrollably. It didn't quite actually go in this way. Yeah. But for a moment there, I was really enjoying how they were talking about, like... This is kind of, like, along the lines of last episode. Like, good versus evil and, like, the selfishness. Maya saying, like, can I just not be the friend that sticks around this time? You know, mm. can I just not be the one that, like, double cares and gets you through this? Yeah. Like, everyone's here, like, can I just, like, I know it's stupid, like, but this is what I wanted to do today. Yeah. Can today, can I not be the good friend? Yeah. That was actually really great. And I, well, I mean, at the same... I guess like, they turned it around, but, like, I would have really enjoyed an episode about that. Yeah. And yeah, this would have been a great setup for that. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, yes, it... The, the 25 year anniversary of a taco cart is sure a little silly very important though um but like like she's not gonna get to do this again yeah. for 25 years yeah like, I, it, it was like maybe not as important as losing what you found but it's still like she wanted this memory she wanted this event she never get she'll well, maybe never get to do it again well and it, the problem again is just the construction of the ideas because it's ridiculous that one person couldn't have left. To get the tacos while everybody else goes looking. First of all, I want that taco sweatshirt. <laughs> or a t-shirt or whatever yeah. it was. Second of all, Corey, what the hell? You're going to go make Maya go get all your eight and a half tacos? <laughs> and you're not going to go get them with her? Come on, it's Corey. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, he would do that. Um, but still, wow, Corey. It, it's, it's the Rileyville effect, you know? Yeah. The Rileytown effect. It's sort of like, even though they discuss it, we just end up back in Rileytown where... Yeah. 
you know... And they really did talk about yeah, Riley's that's why mom. That was the problem where it was one time too many for me. <laughs> and that made, again, maybe if there wasn't the context of everything else, that I'd be like, she lost her bear, that really mattered to her, she's had it since she was a child. Instead I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I, I, I think it's more, I, I do think it's more complicated than that, because like, memory I is... think her reaction is almost okay. I, I think, even if she had stayed behind, I think that would have even been like, okay. Yeah, if Riley stayed behind, fine. Just don't yeah. guilt everybody else into doing it. That like, is her character now, though, honestly. Exactly, like, and that's what yeah. I can't take anymore. That's what I've hit my yeah, final Yeah, it's like straw. high school. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, high school is part one and two is like, everyone stay in the hole with me, everyone stay at home with me and look for the bear. To I that, can understand maybe wanting Lucas to look with her, or like, Maya. Yeah, like, what if... But it, wanting... To that end. Think about a like, small switch where... Riley's like, I'm going to stay and I'm going to look for it. And then everybody else is happy eating tacos and they come back and they realize she's still sad. And then they want to help her find it. And they feel bad. Yeah, they look, out at, of e- their they own, look at each other. Out of their own desire to help her rather than being guilted into it. It's like she's not meaning to do a bad thing, but she's constantly doing things which uh, in reality would be classified as bad. Yeah. Like when you brought up the thing about the Maya saying, can I just not do this today? I'm just like... Yeah, You're right, Maya. Maya. Yeah, yes, you should. In okay, fact, in fact, that. maybe today Riley should be the supportive one, and she should say your thing is more important, and I'm going to let go of this for a few hours so that you can have your day. I'm going to support you now. Yeah, even like, like the big things, <laughs> Riley doesn't always do that. Like, like in the paint room when Riley, when Maya is talking about how she saw this. She was young and saw this beautiful yeah. life and this little girl singing. And Riley's like, "Well, I always wanted to be you." Mm. It was like instead of making, instead of acknowledging what Maya just said, mm. Riley made it about her again. Yeah, it's just. I, I mean, I, look, I don't. And I'm, this season, I'm getting more worked up than I actually am. I'm just trying to explain. Yeah, I, where but I'm, the like, thing is, is I get where you're coming from because it's a trend of this literally yeah. entire season. And honestly, like the, the worst part about it is. Yeah. In their reality, in the Girl Meets World reality, the triangle has really tainted Riley to be more, even more Riley-centric. Yeah. And, like, less, like, caring about Maya. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a weird thing because, like, I feel like I've, I've said and I, and I want to be saying, can't this be the, the episode where Riley supports Maya as opposed to the other way around. And right, because... It's the- not like that hasn't happened. It just hasn't. It hasn't happened in a way that made sense in a while. It hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't like, really been around this season. Aside from her deciding that her friend had a identity crisis. But th- th- again, like, I still think that that was self-serving to Riley yeah. because it was like, okay, Maya's kind of getting into this zone where she might be likable to Lucas. Yeah. And we need to get that out of here. We need to snap her back. She obviously doesn't like Lucas. She's just insane. I mean, this and is... I need to get her off the market. Another thing is, if this had been, like, the end of season one or the beginning of season two, I would have given Riley this more of, you're young, this is upsetting to you, you're making a mistake. Maybe and then high school will be different. Yeah, like, it, it's just... And the thing is, it's hard. Like, I know I'm overreacting because... By the end of the episode, she does come around. She does yeah. cry for the bobblehead, and that's good, and that's a good moment, and she is growing up. But it was She's just crying for a bobblehead. Just... <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. But it just the, the first half of the episode, which is the half that you guys were saying you liked so much, was super tainted by that. But I guess was really frustrated that this is that they this is who she is now, I, and I want to like her. I do want to reiterate, like I like. 
you did like the episode, though, right? Yeah, I did. Like, for me, like, too, I, I really liked the episode. I really wanted to like the episode. Yeah. But just certain thematic things and, and the flashbacks to me and and the Zay yeah. coming around at the end. And the uh, mittens. Well, yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, all these things being realized yeah. at the end that shouldn't have been realized at the end and certain um, themes that kind of seep their way up from the bottom. But, like, overall, like, there were a lot of things in this episode that, like, I really... Thought had a, a rhythm and a poetry to them, and I, I just want to say like we, I, I like this episode, but like it's so confusing. This is so confusing. <laughs> Again, it's it's like Riley is crazy, but Rowan makes her so likable yeah. that what can you do? Yeah, it just I don't know. I think we gotta close, guys. Yeah, I think we do too. But I, I mean, I don't. I I clearly got worked up. I don't want people to think I hated this episode. I was just very frustrated with that aspect. Yeah. And breathe, Dan, breathe. <laughs> I feel hey, it was definitely one of the funnier episodes. It definitely had very nice, small moments with people and connection. Great acting from a lot of people. Um, I wish Smackle had been in it, but what everyone else was. <laughs> yeah. Yes and no. Mm. I feel like that might have been too many cooks yeah. at a certain point. Yeah. I yeah, wish I was already on that level. I wish yeah. that Josh was not in it. Yeah. So I don't know that I wish that Smacko was in it. I wish that like I really liked the balance where they had the conversations. If they kept the number of people but and then switched pairs in the conversation, yeah. I'd rather that than bring in yeah. more people. I, I do want to say that I thought the Shoopa Loop thing was really good. It I, was, I really liked yeah, that. It was funny, but yeah. like I don't I didn't need it. Yeah. I thought it, it, it was funny in its own context, but it yeah. detracted from the overall flow of what I thought was going on. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it would have. I think you could have had that idea in a later episode. Yeah, that, that you about Josh maybe. Yeah, you could have had the Zay stuff be a little bit more open ended and hinting at something to come, as opposed to bringing it up and immediately having something come out and of it on the goddamn stage, on the literal stage, yeah. up on the ledge yeah. with everybody. I want. I never want to hear the phrase "long game" again. <laughs> It's just, it's just not like even if that is the idea written on the whiteboard in the writers' room. Yeah, we don't need to hear it. Exactly. Like, or even like, we, maybe we could have heard it in that one episode in Game Night, and then just never say it again. And I, I guarantee you that even if it had just been said that hashtag one hashtag never again, <laughs> and even if it had just been said that one time in Game Night, the fans would have kept bringing it up because that would have been like their thing. We don't have to say it in the show. And like I People said, now, now that it's. T- uh, Zay and Maya's interactions are now tainted. Like, I'm just thinking, like, what social media is going to look like in regards to this show. Because, say, say we see scenes and interactions between Zay and Maya that we really like. Yeah. But you see people who hate it because they want Ma- they Maya want- and Josh. <laughs> yeah. I kept almost saying mosh. Mosh. Um, <laughs> mosh, 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 That they're going to be like, well, it still doesn't matter because yeah. she's still going to be with Josh. Well, Hashtag long game. And the other thing that's confusing <laughs> to me is... And that's probably why they do it. <laughs> that's that's the thing. The Honestly. Other, the other thing that's confusing to me is if I were Zay, I don't know how I could feel... Com- if, if I actually liked Maya, I don't... I, how could I feel comfortable knowing that he'd prefer to be she with somebody else? And, yeah. and not even his back, if he could, oh, he'd just... rather be with Josh. And so, but so if he doesn't really like her, and it really is just a casual thing, we'll have fun in the meantime, then is there any drama in that? Because I and feel like they want us to believe in, there is. in confronting Josh? Yeah, I mean, because like, they want us to think that this is a like a poignant thing, and so if it's just a casual dating thing, well, that's an interesting development. But it's not something that should be like hitting Maya the way it's hitting her. It shouldn't be. He shouldn't be having like profess 
this yeah, thing to Josh. Thing, like, it was so much more poignant before they tried to make it that way. Yeah. The first thing when you're sitting in the basket, that was like a great understated and poignant right. thing. Yeah. The minute they got up on the stage, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, it's so... But, but I did like, I mean, they at least pointed out the thing that I think was important, which is for him to be like, if you really care about Maya, you want her to enjoy now and not just be thinking yeah. about the future. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a big theme to yeah. just... I think yeah. this is definitely going to be a topic that's going to come up again. We'll talk oh, more when yeah. we see Sam and Maya together or Josh comes in. So I think we should wrap up. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I'm sorry I'm an angry badger. Um, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at GMW Podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's YouTube.com slash C slash GMW Podcast. I don't know why there's a C in there. I think it's for channel. Um, I also like how you were like, I think it's this. <laughs> so official. GMWpodcast.com. Send us emails. GMWpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry we didn't get mail time this week. Um, thank you for those who sent in stuff, but we just... Were... Maybe we'll have a mail time. Maybe we won't. We went longer than we were supposed to We anyway. make no promises, which is good. Dream. Try. You know, too sure, Louis here. I just want to wish all of you uh, Class dismissed. a good time and uh, remember that. I kind of want you to hang on to that dime. Yeah, I kind of want you to hang on to that dime as a souvenir. Well, I want you to keep that dime as a souvenir of Big Joe. Of Big Joe and Phantom. Big Joe and Phantom 309.